The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 190 of your favorite podcast, The Great Eye Podcast. I'm your show, Sam Haley, alongside my co-host, Peyton, is in the studio today, staring at me. Not real sure what the fuck's going on. A little bit annoyed that I'm talking so loud. Why are you going to be so obnoxious, Dad? <laughs> Peyton's in the studio. I'm excited to chat with you guys today. I'm going to talk about some Olympia learning, some things that I picked up on while I was out there. And um, I really think this can help you guys a lot, especially if you're someone who wants to go to the elite level of bodybuilding competition. As always, Grow Dive Podcast brought to you by Revive So Much, brought to you by Raw Submachine. Just go to Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Share us with your friends so they can get tuned in on G-O-D. We are dropping some bombs today. I can't wait to chat. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys. I am not liable for any uh, of Peyton's barking, any of Peyton's outbursts. You might hear some heavy breathing. You know, sometimes the dude is hilarious. Um, (laughs) He gets really excited. He's like sitting here right next to me, like nearly in the mic. I'm just looking at shops. He loves when I talk about him. He gets like so excited that he like can't control it. But he knows when he's inside, he has to be more tame than when he's outside. So like he just has this extremely heavy breathing of him trying to contain his excitement. It is like one of the top 10 cutest things that he does. And that top 10 list is um, very impossible to make because holy shit. Golden Retrievers are the cutest dogs ever. Right now, I got the, uh, I got the um, people out cutting my grass, like the long hair people out cutting my grass and stuff. And so, he he loves them, like he think and and the they they love him too. And sometimes though, he still just like gets this uh, very protective bark <laughs> that happens. And I don't know. I thought it would be a good idea to have Peyton in while I'm doing the podcast today because we've just been hanging out all morning. So this might backfire. I'm not liable for any dog outburst. If you're listening to this with your dog around, it would be kind of funny to know what their response was if he does uh, happen to bark at the lawn, guys. Um, you guys, uh, I appreciate your support um, last week, and I know Ashley does too. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Ashley's been going through something since uh, the Texas Pro um, uh, win that she had um, that you know has, has, has definitely taken a toll. It's taken a toll mentally. It's taken a toll physically. Um, there's some underlying health items happening here uh, that um, are unfortunately just a little bit out of our control. Um, that you know this off season phase or the current health phase um, that we're in is, you know, it's 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 um, going to be addressed and it's going to be completely configured, addressed, and, and worked through, right? Um, we were we were dropping weight rather consistently. So the, the, the goal was 124. That was her stage weight for the Texas Pro. And all of the unanimous judge feedback from the Texas Pro was bring this exact same package um, and you're, you know, essentially going to be the main contender, um, to the current champion for that title. Right. So, you know, we didn't, we, we, the, the work was pretty clear cut for us. We just have to mimic this. Um, and then we'll be good. 
So that was our plan all along. Well, a few days after Texas, she was up like 30 pounds. Um, and you know, she did not have close to 30 pounds of like food, um, and water and sodium and all that stuff. Right. So that was a little bit concerned. That was very concerning. It was extremely concerning. Um, I was like, all right, you know, let's rest. Let's allow inflammation to come down. Let's allow the body to, you know, just get comfortable again. So we're doing all those things and well, nothing's really changing. Like nothing at all is changing. So, um, you know, from there, uh, we, uh, you know, got some labs done. We saw things looked in the labs and, you know, it, this got, this is when it got more confusing. The labs all looked pretty good, relatively good, especially for someone who's in, actually they were fantastic for someone who was in prep like unbelievably fantastic but you know with aj everything is so conservative because it just doesn't you know she she it just the work speaks for, speaks for itself right we don't we're not out here trying to out supplement or out chemist um lack of work ethic like she has such extreme work ethic she's one of the best workers i've ever had the pleasure of being around um so we don't really see many things changing and whatnot um we're still stuck like 20 um a little bit over 20 pounds over stage weight uh, the cardio isn't really forcing a drop. The food isn't really forcing a drop. Um, fat burners aren't really forcing a drop. Um, the training, she was getting really inflamed. Yada, yada, yada. I start working through some things with Austin Stout with Sam Miller. Uh, we start getting her moving. We start getting her moving and grooving. So now it's Olympia week. We're dropping, dropping, dropping. All of a sudden we stop dropping. And... When we stopped dropping was right around the time that we were at a crossroads of, all right, you know, we were dropping, but we need to push a little harder. Like we need to push a little bit harder. We need to, you know, we saw like seven pounds to take off. And, um, you know, at that time, I had a plan in place that I, I, I was confident in the plan, um, but I wasn't really in love with that, that being the plan of what we had to do to get her ready for the stage. Right. Um, as the biofeedback's going on, as things are happening, as I'm seeing her in real time, um, we definitely were, we were going to have to go to a very, 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 very unhealthy place in order to get her where she needs to be. And, um, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be quite frank with you guys. We were going to have to resort to Lasix to get the rest of, you know, the, the infl uh, inflammation water um, issue that we're having to get it all off. I don't believe that those have a place in bodybuilding. I don't believe those should be part of bodybuilding. I don't, I, I yeah, I, I don't agree with them. It's past my moral line of, of comfort, right? So um, while she was still like feeling, you know, okay, feeling well before we had to resort to unhealthy tactics because the issue here um, also is we have an underlying autoimmune situation going on. All right, so I know how she responds to the main, you know, the there's only two diuretics that I really use in my athletes. I know how she responds to both of those, um, and I know that we can use both of those in a you know safe and efficient manner. But where we have to go to actually get this where things need to be, yeah, I I that that's very dangerous. That's a very fucking dangerous place. I talked it over with some people in my camp that I trust, and we all unanimously agree, like, it's time to pull it. Um, this is not worth it. You have no idea what's going to happen. And, like, the reality is um, there's not a lot of people who would have pulled that, who would have pulled that 
uh, most people would definitely have tried to push that. Um, and I'm damn proud of myself for making that right call, the right call for, 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 you know, Ashley, uh, the right call for her health, for her well being, for longevity. Like she wants to have a family one day. Like after she's won a few Olympias, like she wants to fucking have kids. She wants to have a family. She wants like, it's bigger than just bodybuilding, right? She's a leader of the community. She's a leader within the industry. And it's like, you know, the things that her and I talk about, things her and I preach, if we don't live up to those, then why the fuck would other people do it? You know, so um, we made the decision and you guys had an outrageous amount of support. Like she hasn't really been healthy since Texas Pro. We got her as healthy as possible and kept her feeling good. Um, you know, the reality was to get things come together in the end. I even now, you know, we could have used it. Things could have come together. She could have won the Olympia. Would I have felt good about it? No, I wouldn't have. It would have been cool to like have that on your resume and stuff. But like the reality is, if that's how you need to grow to to build your resume through doing unhealthy things, you're just not a very fucking good coach. And I would still feel that way. Um, you know, even if we pulled it off successfully, I'd feel that way. So we appreciate your guys' support. I'm glad that, you know, we kept her in good health. We kept her in good spirits. And now we just get her healthy. And that's what our focus is going to be on. But some things that I learned at the Olympia, like I said in my post, man, holy shit. The Olympia last two years, I've learned more. And I've grown more as a coach than I have at any other part of the year. Through any teaching, through any prep, through any... Um, health issue with the client through any mentorship the most i've grown as a coach is being at the olympia so a lot of people like you'll sit at home you watch the live stream that's cool find it well that live stream gives you nothing it doesn't give you accurate representation of the physiques but more the olympia is more than that the olympia is watching the best in the world conduct themselves on stage off stage around the stage with their fans um, with their approach to the final days leading into the show. Um, I mean, you kind of get involved with it all. Um, you know, I'm around a lot of coaches who are having a lot of people compete. Um, you know, Vu and I were chatting um, over the weekend there for, for quite some time. Um, obviously, Matt and I were, were chatting, hanging out. And, you know, we were at the gym. We were at Kissimmee Muscle. And there was, like, Matt there with Nick Walker and Sean Clarita. Um, Yurishna was there. Like, Laura Lee Chapanos was there. Obviously, AJ was there. Um, like, it was it was, it was was cool. It was really cool to, like, be around, be in the environment. But you could to see how champions, how are they approaching their training these final days? How are they approaching their posing these final days? What's their mindset, like, heading into these final days? Um, you get to really learn what it takes to be on that Olympia stage because the reality is they're conducting themselves so much differently. And, and the coaches, too, the champion coaches, too, are conducting themselves so much differently than what, like, we see at the regional level. And with regional-level competitors, um, with more regional-level coaches, um, like, you realize what professionalism is you realize what the right way to go about things is, um, and you realize kind of what's lacking within either what you're bringing or what maybe an athlete is representing so you can kind of focus on fixing that. You know, the reality is, sure, you know, you can have any excuse you want. Like, well, you know, these people get paid to do that. These people, it's not like they get paid that much to do this. It's not like their show earnings are some where you can live some lavish life off of. Like, they all have to have business outside of bodybuilding too and when you run your own business rather than working for someone else it is far more stressful far 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 more stressful 
So, like, the excuses that commonly get thrown around or that, you know, people hit my DMs with, they're just not really plausible because these people, like, they're their own brand. They're representing their own brand. And so, I always learn a ton being around that. I, I truly believe, you know, if you're an athlete who wants to be at the highest level, you're a coach who wants to have people on the Olympia stage, or just simply serve your athletes the best, I think it's a disservice to not be, you know, at the greatest event because it's very easy accessible. It's not like the Super Bowl where, like, tickets are 14000 bucks a piece. Like, hop on a plane, get down there, like, be around, be entrenched in the environment, you know, take notes, um, network with, you know, people who are at the top of the sport. Um, and you know, that's how you earn respect too. You know, if, 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 if you're not around, you're not going to earn respect. Um, you know, no one's going to know who you are. Uh, you got to produce results, um, as an athlete, you gotta, you gotta consistently produce as an athlete. You gotta consistently practice your professionalism and the Olympia week kind of exemplifies that. So a few things that I'd learned, number one, attention to detail. This is so much further than like, just hitting your food and your steps and your cardio. So, right. There's people down in the lobby who are measuring their salt to the exact milligram who are pulling out specks of rice to hit exactly 200.00 grams. And this is what my athletes do too. You know, this is what Ashley does. This is what Coop does. This is what Ashley Ayul does. Um, this is what Thomas does. Like my, my top guys and girls are all doing this as well. Um, yeah, they, they, the attention and detail everywhere you go, you're completely prepared for anything to happen. You know, you might go and your tan runs over 15 minutes and then you, um, you know, meet a slew of fans or media or something outside, like on the way that takes another 15, 20 minutes. And now all of a sudden you have somewhere to be that's only 30 minutes out and you thought you were going to have an hour. You don't have enough time to run up to your room and get the meal. So now you're struggling and texting your coach. What the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? No, just be prepared. And like these people are prepared. These people are prepared for literally anything and everything to happen. Like there's nothing that can really throw them off. So the attention detail is huge. The attention and detail from the judge's perspective is absolutely huge. I mean, you can watch the bikini, which was a one point decision between Jen and Laura Lee. And the attention to detail for that the judges had to had to have to make that decision, which was obviously a split decision, um, to make that decision was was remarkable. The coaching, the attention to detail with coaching. I mean, I'm you know, I, I, I know that, you know, AJ is about to like step on the stage against the best in the world and it's gonna be very, very close between her and the current world champion, Sarah. I'm like, I'm watching how her body changes every hour of the day. We're taking pictures. We're doing side-by-sides. I'm showing her body part by body part, what's changing, what's happening, what I'm seeing, um, all of that stuff. And you guys will be able to see in the YouTube video kind of how I was going about this. But uh, there will be a YouTube video that drops on this pretty soon uh, that was really cool. Um, and, and I think that will give you guys great insight. There's going to be a lot of learning done there. So the attention to detail here is next level. Nothing gets by the coach. Nothing gets by the athlete. Nothing gets by the judges. Nothing gets by the promoters, the media people, all of that stuff, right? These professionals are elite stress mitigators. Like little things don't stress them out because the reality is like the little things just don't matter. Here's what matters. Number one, are you doing the work that it takes to achieve your goal? It's that's like the bare minimum you can do is you just do the work that it takes to achieve your goal. If you have a real goal, then the work is rather easy to, to accomplish. If you're doing this, you know, for, uh, you know, the goal based with like goal based discipline and motivation in line, 
right? If you're doing this, like, for, like, clout purposes and things of the like, um, you know, it's probably going to be really hard to stick to protocols and whatnot. Um, the, but the reality is protocol should be part of your life. Like, you know, you, you choose to be a bodybuilder, so, you, you know, you choose to progress your mental and physical off stage um, so that you can be your best on stage. Your protocol should just be part of your life. It's like a second nature thing. It's like something that it just kind of becomes a non-negotiable. Like, you just you just know that every day you have X amount of food or meals to eat. Um, you know that, you know, every training day you got to hit your training session. You know that, uh, you know, you have cardio cut out for the day. It's like, like protocol is just part of your life, right? Um, it doesn't, it's not some massive event that I have to follow my diet. Oh my gosh, I need to go to the gym to train. Oh shoot, I have to have time for cardio. No, you just make it part of your life, right? And so, number one, when your goals are aligned, it's very easy to not be stressed. Number two, when you're just prepared, like, they get to their destination, the hotel or in the Airbnb, whatever they have the food. This is what we do. We get the food delivered. We set up the supplements. Um, you know, in the bathroom, I'll set up. I'll, I'll go as far as setting up literal injections. Tour throughout the week, I can't miss a goddamn thing. I'll set out pills on the counter that you have to tell health pills out on the counter that you help to t- have to take throughout the week. Um, I'll make my my schedule as soon as I get there. I'll find a gym for the cardio. I'll find a gym that looks good that I want to train at. You just buy day pa- uh, day or week passes online, and you show up and you just you just do the job. If I have a busy day with athletes and I have to get cardio or training, you just wake up early. And like these people kind of do the same thing. You just you you just plan. You plan to be on plan. It's really that simple. So people who get stressed or people who fall behind with their preparation um, or people who fall behind with their setup for the 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 pre, uh, the um, plan to unfold those are the people who get stressed well these people don't have that they don't get stressed about the little things I mean I'm watching people cutting water who are you know one day out from the Olympia on really low food using diuretics cutting water not feeling well and stuff but they're showing up for the media event and they're giving people they're all they're 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 smiling they're happy they're in good spirits they're pumped up ready to fucking roll not feeling sorry for themselves you know not not hanging their hats on oh my god so hard not talking about post show treats no they're they're there to compete and they're there to win these are the best in the world and they push it way further way further than what 99% of people who are listening to this podcast right now, who were not competing at the Olympia, have ever even considered pushing at any point in their life. These people are so far expanded, the depths of which they've gone to to achieve this show and to achieve a win at the Olympia, to be the best in the world. They're in such positive spirits. We're so happy. They're good energy to be around. You never see anyone whose like energy is just off, like around the venue. Everyone's cool. But whenever you go to an NPC show, a little fucking local show, or you know, regional show or stuff, like there's people who are stressed and they're bitching and moaning or talking about X, Y, and Z and just not happy. Like, why do you do this? Why do you do this if this doesn't make you happy? That doesn't make any sense at all to me. One thing I notice, these people, wow, the way they pose, holy shit. They hold their pose unbelievable. So one, we should be practicing our poses every day. 10 second holds, every pose, two rounds through. It's really simple. I think I think that's like the bare minimum that we should be 
practicing like that's for every single division including bikini yeah hold that front pose hold that back pose for you know 10 seconds at a time like these that they they were holding these girls longer than that at times and you know you practice that over and over and over again your posing conditioning comes up but something else that's very important go watch some of these top go watch nick walker's um uh training sessions go watch laura lee's training sessions um these people are training like they're posing. Their their training is aligned with their posing, right? Um, it's very everything's very controlled. Everything's very articulate, and everything is extremely meticulous. When you are in your training sessions, the way that you hit like a back double bicep or something of the like. So let's 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 lay out what a back double bicep like how to how to train properly for a back double bicep pose so number one your hips are pushed forward right your hips are going to be underneath your spine so let's find a movement that pushes our hips underneath our spine um hip thrust very easy all right so when you're doing your hip thrust you make sure that at the top of every single rep we have a slight hold at the peak concentric with your hips pushed underneath your spine squeezing your glutes as hard as you can squeeze your hamstrings as hard as you can just like you are hitting that pose you are training like you are posing not just flopping the weight all around like without any you know without any rhyme or reason to it you're just posing and in your hip thrust you're practicing like you're posing all right what's next we have, um, you know, we, we have lower back, uh, you know, kind of kind of pushing out, if you will, because in a back to bicep, when our spine kind of rounded. So we have to focus on lower back. So what can we do here? Well, when we do a barbell bent over row with either bar, uh, a barbell or dumbbells, we make sure that our spine follows the exact same suit that we are going to um, have in that back double bicep pose. Okay, so your spine is not going to be straight. It's not going to be, you know, completely neutral. We're going to have a, a slight bend in that spine in the middle of your spine that allows shoulders to protract a bit here. And that's how our lower back is going to be set up in position to train alongside, um, you know, what a back double bicep entails. Then you'll start rowing. You get underneath um, or you, you'll, you'll get that load underneath. You need to start pulling those elbows through midline of your body. And that's going to train your lower back to have the the uh, the density and the muscular connection to be able to completely contract it during your back double bicep. All right, look at lats. So I, I just posted something. By the time you hear this, will be yesterday. I just posted something uh, you know yesterday that was you know pretty helpful for optimal lat training. And for that optimal lat training, we want to have our scapula decompress, pulled down into your. Um, uh, pulled down, just pulled down and in, in, like into your lat, right? <clears throat> so, in a back double bicep, that's what we're going to be doing, and the training, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to we're going to have scapular control where we decompress the scapula and we are able to flare that lat, contract that lat as hard as we possibly can here, but. At the eccentric of all lat movements, we should have full shoulder protraction. And now we're training two, two elements of the back double bicep here within just one. So the one element, is like I just said, is that huge squeeze of the lat. But the second one is after we decompress the scapula, we need to flare out the scapula as well. So we need to separate our traps at the spine and push them out so that we get the best depth to our back. And we pull out the most depth and the most density that it has. And what this looks like in the, when you're actually hitting the 
pose is your elbow. A lot of people had a back to a bicep with their elbow in line with the scapula. We actually want the elbow in front of the scapula. So in your peripherals, when hitting a back double bicep, you should see that elbow and your wrist should be back over the bicep. Okay, that's hitting a, an appropriate back double bicep. We can train this. Another way we train is with like standing, I call them front double bicep curls. It's just standing cable curls, both uh, doing both arms at the same time. And throughout this entire time, I keep my scapula decompressed and protracted so that I can, I, and I, I practice, um, you know, the slow eccentric on bicep curls, maximal uh, contraction on the bicep curls, rep of rep of rep. I'm literally training the front and the back double bicep through doing that. So does that, hopefully that all kind of makes sense. I know it was a little bit long, but like this is how you should be breaking down your training is I'm going to train like I'm posing on stage, right? Like this, it's, it's pretty simple to follow. It's pretty easy to follow, but implementation just takes a lot of attention to detail. But we already talked about attention to details. The first thing I talked about that I saw these Olympians having is every single little thing is perfect. Every single little thing is perfect. Practice posing till you can't get it wrong. Nobody screwed up on their routine. Nobody. There were 239 athletes and there were 239 fantastic, just spectacular routines. Nobody missing contractions in any poses. Nobody hitting poses. Um, not hitting poses the way they didn't practice. I'm not going to say everyone posed properly. There was a lot of bad posing that I saw. Just posing was less than optimal. But that's what they practiced. They hit what they were practicing time and time and time again. And every time they do a quarter turn or a face to back or a side chest or whatever, it's always the exact same thing because they practice their posing so much. Now, we're talking about the Olympia. We're talking about the best in the world. You might be looking at them. You might feel somewhat discouraged. I mean, I'm so far away from that. They used to do the exact same thing, too. I mean, a year ago, Nick Walker was sitting in the stands, you know, watching the best in the world compete at the Olympia. And now this year, he just goes out in his rookie in his rookie Olympia and gets fifth place. Whether last year, he was in the stands. This year, he's in fifth place in the world. Like, that's fucking nuts, right? That's, that's fucking absurd. Don't rush the process. Take time and focus on the small details day over day. Look, you need to earn your way there. This isn't just about hitting protocols perfectly for six weeks or six months. This is about doing it for six years. And that's why I say, like, if you want to be a good competitor, the protocols become part of your life. You don't just, you don't just like half-ass things or 80% things over four years and wake up one day as an IFBB pro at, the, at the top of the IFBB pro ranks. No, it's perfection. It's day over day perfection. Every single day you just hit that's all you do. More people have Olympia potential than you think. Not everyone standing on that stage is some fucking genetic God's gift to earth freak. Now, when you talk about the, the winners of every division or even the people in second place every division, yeah, they're absolute freaks. A lot of people in the top five, lot, but there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people, you know, placing at the bottom of their division who, you know, just had, they, they're there because they are very physically gifted, but they haven't gone all in in all areas. So the reality is there's more people that have Olympia potential than you think. A lot of people get there just based off their physical gifts. We can agree a uh, much more. There's way more people who get there because they go so fucking hard to go all in. And if they only would have gone to 70% effort, they'd have been just as good as you. They would have been exactly where you are looking at them like, Oh shit, man, like must be nice. Like, Oh fuck. That's really cool. That they're able to do that and achieve that. Dude. The only difference is they went all in and you did it. You have, you might have the makeup to go to that level, but are you actually going to do the work it takes to go to that level? 
And, like, there are way, 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 way more people who have potential to compete at the Olympia than those who are actually at the Olympia. Or even just those who are IFB or current IFBB pros. Like, there's people in the amateur ranks who are just very average people right now who are, they, they if they truly chose to go all in, I mean all in, give everything they got, they can make it to that stage. Appropriate guidance is without question a direct correlation to how far you go in this sport. Um, I'm not sure what more even needs to be said about that. Like, you need to assess your current situation. You might like your coach. Your coach might be nice and fine and well and all of that stuff. And this goes for my athletes, too. You might like me. I might be fine and well stuff. Do you actually trust that person to take you to the Olympia level? Do you actually think they can get you there? What on their resume, what on their list of accomplishments shows or backs up the notion that they will be able to get you there? Because there's not a lot of correlation between regional level success and like Olympia success. There's a large correlation between pro level success and Olympia success. Decent correlation between national level and Olympia success. But like the reality is, like you're you're you, to go to that level, you need to have someone who can truly take you there, who has the knowledge to take you there, who has their own coaching discipline to take you there, whose methods are advanced and also adaptable enough to take you there. Appropriate guidance is without question a direct correlation to how far you go in the sport. Can you handle being actually coached, or do you like being comfortable within your coaching situation? If you like being comfortable because your coach is nice and you're loyal to niceness, that's fine, but you're loyal to losing as well. And I see a lot of that happening. There's a lot of people with really good potential who are extremely disciplined to have the mental conditioning to be able to take this thing really far, but they truly just don't have the guidance to be a hunter with them, be real with them with where they're at. And it's I guess that's something I, I've always kind of taken pride in since I really understood the sport, which I would say happened within like the last two years, like true understanding, like a deep, deep, deep understanding, not just like, oh, that's good physique, or oh, this is why I won or lost. I'll be 100 with people, even when they don't want to hear it, because everyone needs to hear it. Appropriate guidance is a direct correlation how far you go in this sport. You have more to give than you think you do. A lot of you think you're all in. A lot of us think we're all in. A lot of us you know, talk about, you know, we hit everything perfectly. There's more to it than that. Are you hitting it down to the milligram? Are you hitting it down to the second? Are you hitting it down to the most minuscule, extra eighth and inch range of motion assess where the gaps are right now within your endeavor to becoming the best competitor that you can become you have more to give than you think you do and i'm going to reiterate my last point here if you're serious about being a good bodybuilding coach you're serious about being a good bodybuilding better go to the olympia it's a disservice to yourself or to those that you help if you're not there because there's no way to learn or take anything away from what's going on there unless you're there. This is the Olympia. It is a Super Bowl of bodybuilding that is very easily accessible to everyone, especially if you make a good living. I'd be really concerned if if like if I wasn't there, I'd be real concerned for my athletes why I wasn't there. Take time out of your day. Take time out of your life. Travel down. Three days. Um, stay, you know, stay near the venue. Be around, be as around the venue as much as possible. Be around the events as much as possible. Assess what's going on. Take notes. Network with people. Talk to people. 
and do yourself and the people that you work with a service of, all right, you know, I know what the best in the world are bringing. I know how they're acting. I know what they're doing. Here's how I can push you to be there. I think we need a lot more serious people in the sport as a whole. A lot of people are really good at Instagram captions, but are not very good at actual getting results. You guys, it's so good to be back. This weekend, I'm going to Louisville, though. Um, so I'm going to try to get a, a second podcast done here today that will drop Friday. Um, kind of busy day, though. From I was off last week at the Olympia, kind of catching up here this week. And then in Louisville, I had Brandon Cooper and Ashley Ayul going at it. And, and uh, man, both are going to have a really good shot. Um, so let's hope we get another Olympia qualification. Man, Cooper's worked so hard for this. Ashley's worked so hard for this. It's her debut. It's his only second pro show. Um, so man, I'm really fucking fired up. Um, I'm really fucking fired up. Shit. This is wild. I'm living my dream, <laughs> but it's always good to be back chatting with you guys throughout this podcast. I was sipping on Rawls cookies and cream, uh, whey protein. Holy shit it is fantastic. If you've not tried it out, make sure to go try it out. You guys, I hope to chat with you on Friday. I'll see you next time.